1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, everybody. Today is one of those days where I have a guest with me, and I'm super excited. Christy and I met uh, through a networking group, and a networking group actually that I talk about quite often here on this podcast called Refine. One of my very best friends started this networking group, and it's specifically for female entrepreneurs that are Christians. And it's a wide array of different business owners. Well, Christy and I got connected through one of Um, one of the people that work for Refine and said, you two need to meet. So we had a nice little Zoom coffee date. And I said, will you please be on my podcast? Because I wanted to like pick her brain even more. And I, I knew that what she has to offer in her business, that it was something that you as my listeners want and need to hear even more. So Christy, thank you so much for uh, just saying yes and for being on the show and uh, for, for showing up and being here. Yes, I am so honored and I'm very excited about this. So thanks for letting me be here and, and talk to your, your people, your tribe. I appreciate it. I love it. So a lot of times people ask me like, Tina, how do I get in touch with this person? How do I connect with them? Just so you all know, there's always links in the show notes where you'll be able to go check out Christy's website, uh, check out her social media links or anything else that she shares with us over this time or that we reference. So you can always find that in the show notes um, on any platform that you're listening to this on. So I want to dive right in as I was going around, jumping around on your website, a couple of things that really stood out to me that I know you know, I'll come with stumbling blocks on and I know that other people do too, because it gets brought to me when I'm in doing my own leadership and mentoring of my team and it's productivity and habits. And I feel like those are pretty hot topics. And I, I feel like they're hot topics because everyone's struggling with it in some way, right? There's some piece of our business that we could work in the productivity area and then of course habits. So would you want to touch on that a little bit? Because obviously it's important to you. I'm sure you work with people on it a lot. Of course, it is my favorite thing um, in the world. I am, I consider myself a student of productivity mm-hmm. and, and of, of time in general and how we use our time. And this whole concept of time has always fascinated me. And so those two concepts go hand in hand um, quite often. And so I think when, when I think about productivity and even habits, habits are sort of like a, an action that we take up and we set underneath the, the um, desire for having this productive life. And when I think of productivity in general, the first thing I always like to remind myself of as a perfectionist, <laughs> a recovering perfectionist, is that you will never arrive Like you're never going to just one day wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I finally found the perfect journal, the perfect planning system, great digital tool. I have it and you don't. That's why I all of a sudden am this productivity, you know, unicorn. It just isn't like that. And I also think it's really dangerous to carry that expectation around. 
And I did that for many years where I just thought if I could just be more efficient here, or if I could just find the perfect hack there, then I can finally feel a certain way. Mm. And that's where I don't think most of the time, um, our brains that we're really cognizant of is, well, why do I want to be productive? Um, why is it important for me to, you know, check all the boxes or get it all done? And that is something that took me a few years to unpack and uncover. And when I actually looked at the reasons, the underbelly of my, um, all of the grind and all the hustle, I didn't really love what I saw as far as the reasons that I was aiming for this elusive productivity. Um, so I think that that's just sort of a foundation is don't look for the perfect hack. Don't look for this certain system because all productivity is, it's just something that you decide that you are or you're not. And so you can give yourself the label of like, oh, I'm a procrastinator or oh, I just can never get everything done. Um, and, and that is to sort of start you down this avenue of um, the results that you probably don't want. So first of all, I would just say, don't look for that perfect landing spot in order to feel a certain way. Hmm. Kyle, that makes me think just, just this weekend, I was telling one of my girlfriends that I've, I've picked a job, you know, entrepreneurship basically where it almost never feels like a to-do list can be completed. And I know that as I went to your website as well, you had on there, like ditch this to-do list idea. So how do you function without a to-do list? <laughs> Okay. So I I will tell you a little bit about that. People always love that title. That's um, a tool that I use with a lot of my clients is to get out of the to-do list habit and mindset. Mm. Um, And the way that it starts, bless our little brains, because our brains love to have something to check off of the list. Right. And it does temporarily make us feel better if we can get something out of our heads and on a piece of paper, because part of us thinks that it's already done. We get that quick hit of dopamine, like, okay, it's out on paper. That means it's halfway to being done. Mm -hmm. And then we love the feeling of going back and crossing it off the list. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the, um, kind of fallacy with the to-do list is just what I said, as if we write something down and then it magically happens, but then we go in and we look at our email and two hours later, we haven't done anything on our to-do list or it's Thursday and you look back at your to-do list and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So I teach a process. It's a five-step process for you and it's called burn your to-do list, but you know, let's be safe, make sure that there's, <laughs> there's no uh, unsafe conditions going on, but really it's to sort of ditch that mindset that a list is actually getting things done. Hmm. So what I teach is a process that you basically once a week, I do it on Sunday. So I call it Sunday sessions. Other people do it Monday mornings. And basically what you do is you get everything out on paper that is swimming around in your mind all those little pesky things, you know, it could be like, you know, hire a new gardener or fix that refrigerator or plan the birthday party, you know, all of the things plus everything in your business, plus everything, you know, for your kids, if you have kids and vacations and 
um, all of the things. And especially for women, this can be really, really tricky because we carry something that's called the invisible burden. Um, and what that is, is it's all of the things that are not defined in a, a lot of times in a husband-wife relationship of who's going to do what. <laughs> so most of that burden, whether or not it's actually something that was agreed to, falls onto the woman's shoulders. And sometimes we just take it and complain about it. We've never even talked to our significant others about it. Um, but that invisible burden gets really heavy because it's all the gray area stuff. It's you know, the kid's college fund and what about our budget and the shopping list and that never ending darn shopping list, right? And you got to think of the different stores and be strategic about when you're going where. And so I think when you have all that cognitive load, it's really healthy. It is healthy to get it out, but not in a way where you're fooling yourself thinking I wrote it down. So it's as good as done. Right. So that first step is literally getting everything just dumped out of your mind and onto a piece of paper that a lot of that stuff would never make it to your to-do list because it just swims around up there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and that's really the source of a lot of our stress these days is that like unprocessed to do's that are way back up in here. You know, every time you go into your closet, you're like, oh, I really got to take a weekend and clean this closet out. Right. But yeah. you don't always actually write that on your list. What I ask you to do is write all of it down and keep asking yourself. You'll probably go two or three or five pages. And then when you're done with that, I'm not going to tell you every single step because it would take up the entire podcast. But when you're done with that, you will basically add in yourself because I bet you anything you are not on that list because we rarely are. But we are the most vessel, most important vessel to take care of um, the classic, um, you know, uh, illustration with putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. Right. I like that illustration, but it's not to save other people's lives. It's because you are cherished and valuable and worthy. Take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so we have to write that stuff down, you know, whether it means to you that you want to get your daily devotionals in, or you want to do 30 minutes of exercise a day, what fills you up, um, watch a movie, you know, or go on a walk or sit in your hammock, whatever it is, we want to write all of that stuff down as well. Um, and then I take my clients through an exercise where we actually get rid of a lot of those things. So we'll talk about delegation and we'll talk about outsourcing and what are the reasons that we have not already done those things if we have the resources to do them. Because a lot of times we have things come up like, well, if it's going to get done right, I have to do it. Right. We believe these little lies. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's powerful even just to sit down with another human and tell them why we haven't done that, like as if we think it's a fact and then have a conversation of like, really, is that really the truth? Is that helping you? I uh, do that often. I'll sit down with my coach and I'll be, I'll say, I'll start saying something and I'll realize this is actually coming out of my mouth right now. And what the heck? Like, I don't actually think that. Do I actually think that? Or that's crazy. And so I, I totally hear you on that just talking to someone about what it is that you are doing or not doing. It's so incredibly helpful. Yes, absolutely. I, I think there's so much power in that. And, you know, obviously I'm a huge, huge fan of coaches and that is a lot of what we do is, um, 
just help giving that person the space. And we call it holding space for that person to kind of let everything out, hear themselves yeah. say it, and then just kind of ask questions and poke around. Is this really what you believe? Is this what you want to keep believing? And that could be just completely life altering. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That question, just that alone is, is, do you want to keep believing this? Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm going to go way back to like when you first started talking, you, you talked about being a recovering perfectionist. And I think that this is something that, I mean, whether someone would actually give themselves this title or not, there's parts of our business where we have been this way. And I even see where people get stuck in this and they don't even want to start their business Mm -hmm. because they think they have to know everything or, um, they just don't have the, not even the knowledge or the skill set or whatever it is. Like it's the kind of getting ready to get ready. And, and and then they, they not never, but a lot of times they, they just don't get started on the right path. And so have you had experience with that with clients or just connections, colleagues, Absolutely. I mean, I can speak for it for myself being in a corporate environment for over 20 years um, and just everything, not even just what you produce in a work setting or your business setting, but in life, right? Like I won't even send a text message if I, if I'm like, wait, 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 I got to go back and fix that error. But um, yeah, I think it can be really debilitating and it can, the thing about all of our traits is that they can really, really serve us. So where we might call it perfectionism on one side of the coin, on the other side of that, that maybe is what helped us to become as successful as we are now, Mm -hmm. because we care about our work. You know, we believe in quality work and we know that if, you know, you put something out that is an A plus to you that it's more likely to be able to serve the other person that's on the receiving end of it. The other side of that or the liability part of that characteristic is when we care more about it being perfect than we do about who we could be helping if we just got it out. Hmm. That's so good. I mean, I think that, that right there with product or service or whatever it is, a graphic, (laughs) you know, just a a reel that you're putting out on social media, whatever it may be, just getting it out there. I know I had to walk through that with social media because that's what I did in the past. I ran a marketing design company. So even considering uh, putting out content that wasn't perfect, just kind of killed my soul. And this is just one little thing that, you know, when, when you put out a reel or you put up a live, you can put a little cover over it and all I wanted to do was have the most beautiful covers on like all of my reels. And then guess what? I found myself not putting out reels because it would take the time to put the cover on. And it's still a little bit like crushes my soul not to have them all perfect and all beautiful and all, all the things. But in the end of the day, like how long is that reel going to last? You know, right. It's just going to be up there in a blink of an eye, people will watch it. And then it's, it's kind of done. Right. So is it better to just be done? Yes. Would it be really cool if there was like covers on all of them and they all looked really beautiful? It would be, but I'd have like a portion of, you know, like a freight, like a fraction of as many as I have out there right now. So I think that's just one example for me personally. And so I see people get stuck in that a lot. So, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, it's, it is really interesting to, again, ask yourself, like, just stop and say, why am I doing this? Hmm. So how much time, because again, time is this is why I love it so much. Cause it really is our most precious commodity. We can't make more time. We can make more money, 
Yeah. But we can't make more time. We can't make more time with our families. Um, you know, with our in our businesses, we have to be wise about it. it. It serves us and our clients to be really wise and intentional about how we use that time. So if we stop and we're obsessing about a graphic, trust me, girl, I have been there. But <laughs> it's it's if we stop and we realize, like, just be on to yourself and just be like, oh, Christy, you're doing it. It's okay. It is, it's all right. It's what's helped you become successful. And now let's just take a minute. If I wanted this to be perfect, which is there such thing, but Mm -hmm. if I wanted this to be perfect about how much time would that take me? Well, it would probably take me about 30 minutes. Okay. So if I just get it out into the world and my people can get it sooner, how much value is that for me? And I can go spend time with my family. Or I can move on to the next thing, right? And why does it why why does it have to be that way? Why do why do I have this like desire to not be caught, right? Like it that sometimes for me would go back to like, oh, then people will know that I'm not perfect. Spoiler alert, people know that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> control what people think. Um, so I would say the one thing is ask yourself, why, what is it that, and most of the time it's some variation of fear of being found out or feeling like an imposter. Right. Um, the second thing is like, um, just play around with it a little bit. I actually just did this with this, um, this free tool that I published not too long ago. And I was on vacation with my family when I was finishing it up. We were in the mountains in the snow. And my husband and my two kids were out snowboarding. And I was like, I'm just going to take a couple hours in the cabin. I'm going to work on this, um, this document. And there were people waiting for it because I had promised it out to people. Like, hey, I'm going to put it in your hands. You can do it yourself. Um, and I had tested it on my phone. I thought, okay. And of course in true perfectionist, perfectionist style, I'm like, well, what would it look like on the desktop? And what does it look like? You know, if you're on an Android, what about an iPhone? And so I had sent it to myself, just take a quick look on my phone and the image wasn't loading. Right. So it cut my head off (laughs) on the image. And I stopped and I was like, okay, I could spend a half an hour or 45 minutes trying to fix this. And there's still no guarantee or I can just get it out into the world, make it a B. And then in the future, I'll, I'll refine it and I'll make it an A. Yeah. So I did an experiment with myself. I just did it. And I felt the fear and I felt the anxiety and I pictured everybody getting it and going, oh my gosh, why would I ever want to work with her? She, you know, she can't even upload an image. Right. <laughs> and then sure enough, someone who was on that list, who I'm also friends with, I was talking to her on the phone a couple of days later, she goes, Oh, just want to let you know that your head was cut off on that image and the margins were a little bit skewed on my phone. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, I know, yeah, that's totally true. But you know what? I just wanted to get it out and I know I can go back and refine it. And so it was like, I lived right. Like a little bit embarrassing, whatever feeling might come with it, but I lived, I'm still alive. I can process (laughs) hard feelings The more important thing is it got into so many women's hands that are in pain because they can't figure out a solution to all the stuff on their list. Mm -hmm. So it's just weighing the cost of all of those things. I love that. And, and sometimes those things, those decisions we make can turn into the best content, right? Like even just you're using it right now here on this podcast, but it could be used in your blog. It could be used 
you know, on other podcasts, it can be using your own content to say, Hey, <laughs> my head was cut off and I still sent it out. Like, and I think that that's something good for us to hear, especially, I don't know if it's just women. I think guys probably feel this a little bit too, but that whole idea that like, Oh, this fear, like this crippling fear of, I can't do it until every, you know, I is dotted and T is crossed and, and perfectly. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so a couple other just questions that I have is as you're working, um, you know, in coaching, like who are your favorite people to work with? Like, and why? Cause I think that's such when people like, you know, have dialed in a little bit, like, this is my ideal person. Like, this is who I work with. I think it can be refreshing for other people to hear because I think mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. I think it's, I think it, that is probably one of the scariest things with business. Um, as we, you know, niche down with who we're working with and really tap into our own branding, we're like, well, what if, you know, this person doesn't like pink and I have pink on my website or like, you know, like, oh, this scripty fun, is that too feminine? Or, you know, as we're kind of making all those decisions, I think they, they can be scary for that reason. So I'd love to hear who it is that you work with and like, why, why do you love that? Yeah. I love your question too, because I think this also, um, this also kind of correlates with one of my favorite marketing techniques. Um, and what it is, is like, I had, so I had identified who I wanted to work with. And I think anytime we're niching down, yes, like we all, I went through my own period of time where I was like to niche or not to niche. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And ultimately like, again, no one knows it's what you just pick a lane and you go all in and you Mm -hmm. believe that like, yes, you got to have a niche or no, you don't. Right. Like whatever you ascribe to and feels more true to you. Um, and so I decided the person that I, I had identified the, the woman that I wanted to help is that woman who is very highly ambitious, is an achiever who, you know, has climbed the corporate ladder or has even developed her own business, what, whatever type of career venture, um, and, um, has also kids at home. And, um, you know, I think uh, many of us were like cranking it out and then kids come along and you're like, Oh, I cannot control (laughs) all of them and all their needs. Right. Um, but still didn't, didn't, you still don't want to like throw your hands up and say, well, then I'm just going to take my work is going to take a back burner because we don't want to do that. We love what we're doing. And many of us are, you know, providing for our families and we want to continue doing what we're doing professionally. Um, but, but what I love to do is to come into those women's lives when they're feeling like, you know, I'm so torn in all these different directions. And I feel like I can never be a hundred percent at work or at home. And certainly not for myself because everyone needs things from me. Um, and again, like, it's really just helping. I come alongside them and through one-on-one coaching, Um, we figure out like, what are your highest priorities? What, how are you currently spending your time and do those things match? And there's lots of exercises that we do. And, you know, we explore what motives we have for saying yes, because every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. Um, but that's really, you know, my, the people that grab tend to gravitate towards me. And sometimes they've even picked up some ways of coping, with the stress and the overwhelm. Um, I know for me, it was drinking red wine. (laughs) Um, and I got, you know, I found a lot of freedom in that. So I love helping people 
whether it's like shopping or, you know, spending money or scrolling on social media, we, most of us have something that we kind of have a bent towards. And I love to help with that. Um, but the marketing piece of it is that that is still very general. And what I did, which this was advice from Amy Porterfield. So I absolutely love her. She's like my, um, my mentor that she doesn't know that (laughs) (laughs) she's my mentor, but she is. Um, and one of the things that she taught me is, um, is making, um, calls to your, um, your, your community. And she used to call it the ideal client avatar. And now she calls it the ideal, um, community avatar, just to be a little bit more inclusive and, um, you know, just so that we're not painting this picture of the specific woman with brown eyes and, you know, lives in this town. But, um, what I did was I made phone calls to women. I put on Facebook are you this woman? And I basically described this person that I love, that I just have a heart for serving. And instead of making assumptions that this person, this community is exactly like I was, um, and speaking to, to just that person, I actually had phone calls and interviewed. I have very specific questions. So I found out like, where do they hang out online? What, what is their sleeping schedule? What throws them off track on their schedule? What software do they use? What technology do they use? What's on their to-do list? What about self-care? What habits do they have? What are their dreams? You know, what, what's their biggest pain point? And I will tell you that out of everything that I've ever done in terms of marketing for my business, that was the number one best return on investment of my time and Starbucks cards that I gave <laughs> for uh-huh. time. Um, and all, I think all of those people are now in my community because, you know, we had great conversations and we're staying connected and, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to serve and support them through my, um, my weekly messages out. And it's just a beautiful thing because you, you really hear in their words, what their pain points are so that when you are marketing and when you're serving, you're speaking to the true, like everyday this is what is actually hard. Maybe I never had that. Yeah. You know, a lot of these women, like their husbands work from home and so do they. And that's a whole different <laughs> challenge that I don't, I have never experienced, but it's important for me to know that. So I'm speaking to that in my messaging. Yeah. Um, so wow. I would say, yeah, that's kind of a two for one. <laughs> response. Yeah, that was great. Super great. I love talking marketing. So I'm glad that you brought that up and just all the things about niching down and you're right. Some people are going to be all in on that. And some people are going to be like, I'm never, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going down that route. No, uh, within my team in doTERRA, we talk about it a lot, um, because in network marketing, you know, it's really easy to just fade in and be just like everybody else. And, you know, it's easy to say things like, well, I can help anyone because anyone can be sick or everybody needs this product, right? We super easy laundry detergent, toothpaste, like, please tell me you're brushing your teeth and you're washing your clothes. Like anyone can use it. Right. But what I talk about quite often, especially when we're, you know, we're so niche down in our industry as, as it is, is what part of those things do you actually enjoy talking about though? Like, I don't enjoy talking about laundry. Like if, if really someone wanted to talk about laundry, I would like send them off to someone else. Like I'm not your DIY girl. I will not help you with that. I will point you to someone else. And so I am totally the person that's going to help you with a second 
a stream of income. And chances are you already are an entrepreneur. So those are my people. That's who I want to help. And guess what? They don't care about making their own laundry detergent either. <laughs> so we can jive, we can yeah. joke about that a little bit, right? So that I I love that part for me. And so that's why, you know, we do talk about it quite a bit within our doTERRA world. But I'm yeah. glad you touched on both those. That's awesome. So if you were to you know, come across someone that's like, I really want to start a business. Um, but I'm nervous. Like I am just nervous to take that first step. Like, what would you say to them? I just feel like I can visually see you kind of taking someone under your wing. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just see you being able to be able to do that so well. So that's where that question comes from. Like, what would you tell them? I think like, first of all, you really want to have a strong why. And so sometimes, uh, you know, we can start this whole trajectory of, I want to start a business just because you watch shark tank, shark tank once (laughs) and you're like, that looks like fun. They said, yes, they want to invest and I could do that. Um, and so I think just finding like, why do you want it? Because there's going to be times when you're going to have to cling to that. Why, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like any other huge goal, you want to make sure that you've really fleshed that out and that you like those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would start with that. What is your why? And is it compelling? Is it compelling enough to, you know, when you're worried about how, where you're going to, your money's going to come from next month, or, you know, you just had a meeting with someone and they said no, or you're getting ghosted or whatever it might be. Um, what is it that's compelling you to keep moving forward? I think that's yeah. the first thing. The second thing is I'm a huge fan of um, putting yourself in the line of fire of being really uncomfortable. Mm. And it's so against our human nature. So if we look at like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs or just the, you know, prehistoric brain function, we know that like we are still in that, that our lower brain is still primarily concerned with keeping us safe. Right. So if we go off of just using our default brain, which is what happens when we don't plan in advance, Hmm. if we just show up and we're like, I'm going to avoid pain today, then we're going to have a really hard time in business because the, the outward result of a thriving business, that is a reflection of what's happening inside and how you're evolving as a person and how you are still willing to do something because it's going to help your business or it's going to help someone else, even if it makes you feel scared, inadequate, less than, um, worried, fear of regret. You know, that's probably a big one is what if I regret this in the future? Okay. What if you do, you know? And so instead of continuing our lives, like avoiding those feelings, you're going to be so much more successful if you just embrace that it is part of it. And we're not, that's not why we're here to be happy all the time. (laughs) It's really not like, I mean, I I don't, I I know that a lot of times we, our culture says that like, I just want to be happy. I want my kids to be happy, but is that really what you want? Or do you want to experience like the full spectrum of this beautiful earth and all of the emotions and what it is to be a human? Well, that's 50% joy, love, peace, gratification, hope, but it's also 50% sad, worried, (laughs) depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, anxious. Those are all part of the human experience. So instead of 
trying to avoid those things, let's go head on into them because most of the time that's where we're going to find our growth in ourselves and also in our business. So think about that when you're setting up what you're going to do next week. Like, am I going to be totally in my comfort zone with all of these things? If, if the answer is yes, your goals are not big enough. Wow. I love that. Is that a question that you'd ask in like your Sunday sessions as you're walking through your week? Like, is everything in here making me comfortable? Um, the Sunday sessions is like the, um, the weekly sort of like manifestation of things that have to be done, not have to, but like, you know, here's the doctor's appointment and here's, you know, my social post, but I also include, um, my, I do a 30 day goal and also annual goals. So I take all of those things, break them down. And then those end up going into my, my calendar along with all the other stuff that I told you is on that kind of brain dump. So I dedicate time for every single thing that would have been on a list. And that's when you get to get rid of your list, but there are steps between one and five that you go through first. Um, but yes, when I'm setting a goal, if I'm setting a 30 day goal and I'm like, okay, in, within 30 days, I'm going to launch this class or this live. And if I'm like, cool, I got this. Then I'm like, not big enough. It's um, not big enough. Like it needs to feel uncomfortable, not to like a, you know, a place that is unhealthy emotionally. You're not, yeah. you're not punishing yourself, but the whole purpose I think in life is to grow and to like become a different version of yourself. And the only way we do that is through refinement. And our goals are a beautiful way to, to push ourselves. No one else is going to come in and do that for us. Yeah. Yep. Especially in entrepreneurship, right? Like, yes. I mean, we are, I mean, unless we're hiring a coach and we like tell them we want them to do, do that, like we're on our own. So yes, I totally get that. Thank you for sharing so much. I mean, your website has tons of information. You guys, I will put the link um, in the show notes and you can go to, I mean, if you want to just go right now, it's Christy Heppenstall coaching.com. And she has a ton of awesome content on her all over on her social media and all of that. So thank you for taking the time, even just to create valuable content. Cause I think that's pretty rare. Um, I go to so many people's sites and I'm like, you're just selling to me. Like, what, you know, right. We want to give this value and really let people know who we are. So, um, I think your site and your social media is a really great example of that. So thank you for that. And thank you for just taking the time to be here and to just give, give of all of your knowledge and, and share with us. So for the community here, again, I will put all the links to Chrissy's stuff, um, in the show notes, so you can jump over there and connect with her. And as always, I absolutely love to be able to connect with you over on Instagram. So you can find me at Tina Pettis anywhere online. I love to carry on the conversation. And if you would love to do so, I'm sure you would, is leave a review here on, on the podcast. Apple has seems to be the spot where everyone is listening to the show. Super easy on your app to scroll on down and to leave a review. So we will be back here tomorrow, almost wrapping up our 90 days of podcasting. After that, I'm not going anywhere. I just won't be in your ears every single day. We'll be down to two podcasts weekly after April 9th. So hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you soon. Thank you.